Hello and welcome or welcome back to Fancy Brother podcast. I'm your host Kirsty Taylor and this week we are chatting with Scottish micro-influencer Kirsten Morrison but for now let's hop into our intro. Hello, hello, hello. How are we all doing this week? I am officially on holiday and let me just tell you it feels unreal, unmatched, unbelievable. I am recording this 24 hours before it goes out so it's very um, very on topic this time. Sometimes my intros, I always try and do my intros near the time but sometimes the interviews are a while before this time. The interview was very recent so that's good. And I am currently at my parents' house before I embark on a staycation. I'm leaving in like one hour, I think. So a solo staycation before heading to my favourite place in the world, Edinburgh. And then going on another solo staycation before going back to work again. And I am just so excited to have a restful and peaceful two weeks. Currently recording this in my childhood bedroom with my neighbor's cat sleeping next to me. He's just put his paw over his face because he's mad at me for talking while he's sleeping, but he'll get over it. And he's keeping my feet warm, which I appreciate, apart from I'm probably gonna get pins and needles. So yeah, those are the life updates. I'm just, I'm on a holiday, I'm excited. Um, More to come about how the holiday goes near the time. Keep an eye out, because I'm gonna try and do reels and TikToks, please, like. Bear with me, I'm not very good at these things, but I'm trying, so hopefully get some content out of that. But my small wonder of the week this week is that autumn is finally here. I'm sorry to all the summer gals out there, but I am such an autumn person. I really love autumn and also quite like winter. I think autumn is probably my favorite season. It's just cozy season. Um, It's not too cold and you can go on these long walks and Oh, you, don't, you don't sweat like you do in summer and you wear cardigans and jumpers and have fires and oh just all the good things happen at autumn in my opinion so that is that is what I'm loving right now I'm just so happy that autumn has arrived and the hot days are behind us hopefully so what I'm engaging with is I recently picked up the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo in Tesco I did just go to get one thing and I left with three books pajamas and the one thing I went for and I just like to say like who let me do that it's because it's a big massive Tesco that I never normally have access to so I, I did pop off so I've heard incredible things about this book and I am loving it so far I will keep you updated with what I think and um, you can check follow me on Goodreads if you want to find out what I'm reading um I think it's just Kirsty Louise on Goodreads I'm not sure I'll tag my profile in the show notes because I'm officially a Goodreads author also so buy my book Turbulent Twenties sorry gonna have to self-plug and also once you've read it you can say that you've read it on Goodreads leave us a little review that'd be nice um yeah so that is what I've been engaging with recently Our small business of the week is a business I found on Instagram called Karma Clay Co. And Karma is spelt with a C. And they are slow made polymer clay earrings, which are plastic free and eco-friendly packaging. And they are based in Dorset, Hampshire in the UK. You can find them on Instagram at karma.clayco. 
and also on Etsy, which is Karma Clayco, all one word. And I am obsessed with these earrings. I'm absolutely picking myself up a pair, maybe two. I really love the terracotta goddess body earrings and also the boho moon phase earrings. But also just all of these earrings are very on trend right now. And I also feel like they're quite timeless. Um, the sunset arch earrings are stunning. So you can bet your bottom dollar I will be picking up a pair for a little holiday gift to myself. So I highly recommend checking them out. So like I said, it's Karma Clay Co. on Etsy and karma.clayco on Instagram. And I will have them linked in the show notes for you. So now we can hop into our poem of the week. My favorite segment often is our poem of the week. And this week I found our poem on Instagram. The Instagram handle is kojo underscore writes underscore stuff, which I obviously will have linked in the show notes. So it's a poem called Five Minutes of Forever by Kojo. Five Minutes of Forever We sat next to each other, waiting for the sun to set. In silence you promised me forever. In chaos we waited for us to end from a lie to a memory. The sun set, our eyes met, brimming with tears. As the last drop fell, our bodies moved apart and our hands let go. So that is Five Minutes of Forever by Kojo. And like I said, I will have their Instagram account linked in the show notes for all of you to check out. And that is everything from me this week. So I don't really have many updates going on at the moment. Like I said, I'm on holiday. More to come on how my staycations go. I hope you are all enjoying the start of autumn and enjoy this incredible episode with Kirsten. It was so much fun to record. Kirsten's a great gal with lots of wonderful things to say and I'm sure you all love it. And before I go, please remember to subscribe slash follow to the podcast, follow the podcast depending on which platform you listen on and also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love getting a good review and repost on your stories if you're listening that's such a helpful way for people to find us if you're ever listening just screenshot tag us we will always share and we appreciate it so um yeah let's hop into our chat with Kirsten So our charity of the week for this week is Engender. Engender is an anti-sexist organisation operating in Scotland and other parts of Europe. They aim to make Scotland a fairer, safer place where women can flourish and contribute to both the social and market economies with dignity, freedom and justice. You'd like to check out Engender, you can head to www.engender.org.uk. We will also tag them in our charity spotlight for the week and on their website you can find out if they have any vacant positions the publications they're involved in who they are what they do how you can get in touch if you need help from them and um, who their staff are and just how you can get involved if you can donate give your time spread the word so like I said it is in gender.org.uk
So now we are going to be joined by the lovely Kirsten Morrison. Kirsten is a digital marketing student in her early 20s, navigating living alone and balancing work and study life. She has an interest in social media and shares her life and fashion on her Instagram and TikTok. Hello, Kirsten, and welcome to Fancy Blather podcast. It is so lovely to have you here with us today. How are you? Hello, it's good to be here. I'm good, thank you. Good, I'm glad to hear it. So we like to start off every episode by asking our guests what is their small wonder of the week. So it can be something small, but it also can be something large. It's just a phrase we like to be to use, so it can be anything at all that you've enjoyed recently. Um, I think probably at the beginning of the week, I was actually down in Edinburgh staying mm-hmm. with some of my family. Um, and that's the first time I've gone to like stay with them and visit them since before the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that was just really nice to just be able to go down and stay with them like normal. Amazing. So I that, that. Yeah, I love that. Um, so have you had any moments in your 20s where you have been surviving rather than thriving? And how did you overcome those times? Um, yeah, I would definitely say probably around like third, fourth year in uni mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, I kind of like got to the point where I was like I don't know what I'm doing with my degree I don't know if I like my degree mm-hmm. like I was really kind of just a bit lost um because I did so I did business management mm-hmm. and I hadn't really found my like area within business management that I was interested mm-hmm. in um and then I would say the way that I actually overcame that is I managed to get completely randomly I managed to get a placement for this company called Keston which is like a menswear clothing company mm-hmm marketing because I had to find a placement um for third year and like I didn't know if it was something I was going to like or anything but then it kind of turned out that like marketing for a clothing company was what I was really interested in so I feel like that kind of helped me overcome it because I kind of had this moment of oh I actually have found something that I'm interested in and that I want to do for my degree so that definitely helped me kind of overcome it that's cool. I guess it's like um, also a bit of a risk to do that, but it pays off yeah. in the long run because um, yeah, I, I can imagine that finding a placement is quite stressful. Yeah. I personally have never, I've never had to find, I've been on placements, but through yeah. education, so you don't uh-huh. find them, they're given to you, which yeah. sometimes is stressful in its own way. But mm-hmm. I can imagine that trying to find your own is really difficult. I have other friends who've had to do that. Yeah. And it can be a bit of a struggle because quite yeah, a lot of competition. It's the kind of thing, it's like, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it and be like, I never mm-hmm. want to work on that again. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is telling for sure. I think it's the same in all careers when you do a placement. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the job that you realize. It's like the environment and you're like, this yeah. is not the environment I want to be yeah, in. Definitely. So I need to mm-hmm. find a different environment that's still this job. So you're yeah. going to switch gears just a little bit, not too much, but you did speak about how you were in a menswear um for your placement so when did your interest in fashion begin is that something you've always kind of been interested in or is it a more recent thing I would say probably from when I was like in high school um Mm -hmm. I kind of I definitely was like in that age range of like you know when it was all like Zoella and like everybody yeah yeah like I definitely was in that kind of so back then I was kind of more interested in makeup and things like mm-hmm. that but that eventually I would say when I was like 14 15 it was kind of all like the YouTube fashion and things that I started mm-hmm. to like um 
and then just from there it kind of grew into just like kind of evolving into my own style and things like that over the years so yeah cool yeah I feel like that that era kind of um kind of grew up from going from Zoella to like Pinterest <laughs> like yeah. that, that was kind of like the trajectory yeah. I was like you, you started off with like Zoella and makeup tutorials mm-hmm. and then most people and I like ended up Pinterest that seems to be yeah, like the, way, the direction I ended up going in yeah. perfect so why did you choose to study digital marketing at university and why do you think digital marketing is important to every brand why do you think it's such a key part especially in today in today's day and age yeah. for a brand I think mm-hmm. personally I think that if you don't have digital marketing your brand isn't going to go yeah. very far so yeah. can you speak to why you think that is and why that was an interest and a passion yeah. for you um, I guess after my placement that I mentioned, like mm-hmm. a lot of it was digital and I kind of realized that that was something that I enjoyed, like doing the kind of social media marketing side of it. Um, and I also quite enjoy like website marketing and kind mm-hmm. of like, like the content aspects of that, like creating blogs and things like that. So I just kind of, it was, I hadn't even really been planning on doing a master's, but um it was like during the pandemic last year and I kind of was like I don't know what I'm going to do like there's not that many jobs so I just decided that I would do the master's and I thought that digital marketing was the most interesting thing to me um, and I definitely think that digital marketing is like a really important thing for companies at the moment and it's like a really like growing space like there's lots mm-hmm. of jobs lots going on um, and I just think it's important because it's a good way to kind of it's a way to like build your brand beyond like it like say you're like just a little like brick and mortar shop mm-hmm. like it's a way to extend your brand beyond that because you can build a, a community online and there's just so much more like opportunities for growth and everything and I also just really enjoy that it's kind of as much as it's like all quite technical and like there's a lot of strategy in it it's also a way that you can be creative within your job like for me I really enjoyed the course because it has a lot of creative work in it as well as practical work and um, so we did a lot of stuff like making like promotional videos for companies and like making websites and my dissertation I nice. actually made a website for a company That's so um, cool. yeah so I just really enjoyed that it's kind of like brings together like the creative side of things with like the business strategy of it mm. I think also the pandemic really brought that out because there was no other way you could yeah, not market definitely. I suppose mm-hmm. like the only other marketing that did exist was maybe like billboards and things like that because people yeah. were on walks but I think like the uh-huh. digital space was kind of your only yeah. your only oh, option definitely. in a lot of ways yeah. and you saw a lot of brands that were kind of smaller as well have to mm-hmm. shift to digi- yeah. digital otherwise how do you they how do you sustain that when people can't leave their house yeah yeah exactly. no that's that's so interesting it's actually I always find it surreal sometimes like how much digital marketing and particularly like social media can impact mm-hmm. something like there is oh, yeah. a place near where I grew up um that's like a little farm shop and cafe and it is quite popular naturally but they did this yeah. um sunflower maze and mm-hmm. um they basically posted about it not thinking it would gain that much attraction just yeah. posted about it as like a thing they didn't think it would become so big so didn't really have tickets or anything and it went viral no and way. they they had to shut it down because oh it was <laughs> there was too many 
like the roads were becoming like it's good they recognize that dangerous because of the where it is if you were to queue for it it, it's not safe because people can't you'd have to shut the road essentially but they had no idea and all because somebody like posted posted an instagram and i was like that's wild because they are just like they are a pop i wouldn't say like they're not a known cafe Mm -hmm. or anything like they are popular within the local area but people were like coming for this sunflower field and I was like that is unreal like that's so crazy to me so that's incredible for their business because now they recognize people know about them now Mm -hmm. and next year when they do it they'll just know the scale it's going to be and they can tailor Uh to that but I was like that is insane like just post one photo and it goes like that like they had no I cannot imagine like being like what (laughs) especially like the older people that go there because it's it, there is a lot of an mm-hmm. older customer base who go there kind of every week and it's like their local place and it's regular because it's a farm shop as well can you imagine just being like a local and being like um, well, yeah like is something there. going on like so I just think it's so wild the impact yeah. that digital marketing even when it's unintentional can have on a brand which is what makes social media so skill- cool but also like sometimes a little yeah, bit scary because I'm like yeah because like, think about it because I'm the safety aspect there was definitely like oh yeah like, yeah definitely because there's that thing at the moment as well I don't know if you all have seen it there's this girl called Emily Mariko on TikTok mm-hmm. and she's like kind of gone viral for being like healthy and like having mm-hmm. like good healthy food and things and there's this recipe with like where she kind of makes it's like deconstructed sushi mm-hmm. um and she makes mm-hmm. it with like leftover salmon and rice and things and like puts like sriracha and mixes it all up and whatever and like the stuff like I went to buy sriracha in the supermarket the other day because I needed more and it's like sold out and it's like things like when these things go viral like everything in the shop like from them is gone Mm -hmm. like it's crazy to think that like that impact happens like worldwide Mm -hmm. like it's not like because like she's some like American YouTuber and then there's products sold out in UK supermarkets because of what she's been posting. Like, it's crazy. That is what it gets wild. I can imagine that must be hard to be in that field because it's oh, hard yeah. to recognize sometimes the impact mm. you're having entered. Like also the pressure that comes with that must yeah. be so like, I think there's pressure in every job, but I think the pressure that comes with that from like eyes of people you don't even know. Yeah, yeah, I know it's crazy. Cause it's it, like, once you get really, really big, it kind of becomes that thing that like people expect. Yes. And, expect and they don't, they like kind of treat you more like a brand than a person. Yeah. Like yeah, there's definitely. that like blurring line of like, yeah. is Anna, Emma Chamberlain is still a person, but some people, mm-hmm. they don't recognize that. Yeah, they exactly. see her as this brand. And of uh-huh. course, like that is how she makes her money. But it's like, you don't get that in any other job. Like I can go yeah. home from my job in a school and I am no longer like, yes, granted, I can get it on a smaller scale. Like if I'm at the supermarket mm-hmm. and I meet a pair, yeah. but I know who's coming up to me. Like yeah. with the pandemic, I don't really, but yeah. normally I would know <laughs> yeah, who it know. is uh-huh. like talking to me. Whereas on that yeah. scale, you don't know. You don't know who this is. And that's, <laughs> that is, Yeah. So yeah. um, have you always been interested in photography or is it something that you've more recently kind of started to enjoy or did it come like when Instagram became a thing or how did it all come about? Um, I think 
from probably from like when Instagram and things came mm-hmm. around that's when I started to kind of get into it but it was more kind of just like taking photos of my phone and things like that um but in was it during lockdown last year yeah during lockdown last year I, mm-hmm. well that was actually no just before the lockdown at the beginning of this year um mm-hmm. I got a camera for Christmas and um, like a proper like wireless yeah. camera um so that's kind of I kind of got into it I well I wanted that camera because I was like I think that I want to like properly get into photography so yeah it kind of always kind of been interested in it but more and so in the last year um and I got a film camera as well actually recently which has been nice. good fun as well they're always fun to kind of yeah I really enjoy <laughs> that because like you just like you don't know what the photo is going to look like until you get it developed um, yeah but yeah no I kind of I just I just like taking photos of things like I'm not really too fussed about like editing a lot or mm-hmm. whatever but I just like having photos of things to remember like so I can look back on them and be like oh this is what nice. I was doing yeah day. it's yeah. cool yeah I love film photography it's just so yeah. expensive yeah. is the only oh, thing oh, I oh, find oh. it's like you have to find find the right place that it's not going to cost you like and even then it's not it's still going to cost you a decent amount yeah. it's the hardest oh, thing oh. It I is know, definitely like price, not the cheapest. Yeah, like the price of films gone up so much as well mm-hmm. recently. I think just because like everyone's getting interested in it. Yeah, because I got big into film photography over lockdown because I had a lot more free time. Like I'll be honest, like since I've started work the last mm-hmm. time I'm officially on holiday as of today, but oh, I oh, I'm very exciting. The first, like this is my first term working as a teacher and I honestly have taken one photo on my phone in the last <laughs> eight weeks because I'm just so busy and like I don't yeah. work in a job where I would ever have my phone out within uh-huh. the school yeah. day so mm-hmm. it's just like adjust it and it's so bizarre because at uni that like I take so many more photos yeah. and I'm sure I will get back into it but it's like mm-hmm. when you get to that busy season but in yeah. lockdown I had a film camera and I still have like eight rolls of film that I need mm-hmm. to develop but it's just I haven't found the time and they're probably like yeah. hey, that's exciting though because I'm like when I finally develop these yeah. like I have no idea what's on yeah, any what's of them anymore them. I'm like oh yeah. it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see like what is on them but no, I, I think film photography just has like a certain edge to it that you just don't yeah. get with anything else because there's this ability to not overthink because you can. Yeah. You because yeah, it's a waste. There's no point. And I, I'm not such a fan of the ones that are kind of a cross between digital and film where you can see yeah. it for because it takes away the fun. That takes away yeah, the magic, yeah, like, ruins it. Because mm-hmm. I have some film photos like which were ruined, but they kind of look nice that they were, like yeah. the way that they were ruined the light actually looks cool and it looks interesting mm-hmm. and it looks like it was intentional and it wasn't yeah. so I think that that is one of the things about film that's magical because mm-hmm. now it's so easy to like have digital waste where we're just constantly yeah. like taking oh, a million yeah. photos so of things that. like I have my like burst shutter on I'm like <laughs> like yeah. So, yeah, I know it's nice it's hard though film photos to kind of like just think about it a a little bit less yeah amazing well on that note you are one of the queens of pick dumping like one of my favorite people for doing that um what is your favorite thing about pick dumping like what do you love so much about just doing that and for people who don't know you probably like picture it's just like where you post a bunch of pictures without really thinking and Mm -hmm. editing it you just kind of put them out into the world and leave it and it's like a a scroll through on Instagram it's not like a one square shot and it's normally on your feed yeah yeah I I don't know I kind of I feel like I started doing it in the last like year or so I feel mm-hmm. like it's just a nice way to kind of share 
a lot of photos in a kind of casual way because I feel like a lot of the time Instagram like has become very kind of everything's perfectly posed or and mm-hmm. like everyone has like their like perfectly like aesthetic th- feeds and I kind of just like that pic dumping you can just kind of put random photos because half of them don't really show up on your like on the front of your feed and it's just a nice way to kind of like share kind of like random stuff about your life and like mm-hmm. random photos without really thinking about it so yeah. Nice. Yeah, adds that personal edge that sometimes is lacking if everything is very yeah. like superimposed or mm. posed for, or like they've gone to the effort of getting a studio and doing all these things, which do look cool, but uh-huh. there there is like a loss of connection sometimes with yeah. that because it's not relatable anymore. Mm-hmm. When you see like people going to do these shoots and taking like three hours to do them, and you're like, that's yeah. not relatable to the everyday person yeah, exactly. doesn't have that like type it's just like I'm posting photos from like what I'm actually doing and like mm-hmm. what's actually happening in my life rather than just posting like an outfit photo which I do like to post but yeah. it's, just, <laughs> you know, it's just nice to kind of mix it up every so yeah, often for so. sure to have some variety so you do so talking about outfit photos you do manage to take incredible photos around Aberdeen of your outfits so do you use a tripod or do you ask a friend to help? Like, what is your go-to? Um, I most of the time use a tripod and I have a little like Bluetooth remote. Yeah. So I can just hold that in my hand or sometimes I get my sister to help me. Um, she lives not far from me, so I'll get her to help me. But yeah, mostly I just take them myself. I kind of find it easier to take photos myself because I <laughs> like, I, just, I don't really like other people taking my photos. So when I'm taking it myself, I feel like I'm more comfortable in front of the camera. So yeah yeah no I get that I literally asked my parents to take one at dinner the other day and it was at the point where they turned it to be like I made it like front facing and I just mm-hmm. my mom just held the camera so they basically <laughs> were just a tripod yeah. and my dad just had to press the button so <laughs> they, they didn't even see what they were taking because I was yeah. like these the ones that you're taking they're just it's not no, it it's I not working for me parents that like any photo Oh, it's nice. Like my parents both have like good phones with good cameras, but any photo they take, I'm like, I don't look like that, surely. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like because they're your parents, they think that every photo, well, not every, but most photos of you look nice. nice Oh, yeah. And they'll be like, oh my God, that's so nice. I'm like, (laughs) are we looking at the same thing? (laughs) Did I miss something here? But it's interesting, I suppose, because that does happen with friends sometimes as well. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, that's a great photo of you. I'm like, is it heck like, what is the place that? Yeah. so where is your favorite place in Aberdeen to get an outfit picked do you have like top places that you like to go that aren't like too busy because that's like a thing for me I'm always like oh I don't want like a lot of people walking past yeah I quite like the beach but it's mm. something that like if I was getting a photo at the beach I would get somebody I would get like my sister yeah. to take it for me because there's always a lot of people and yeah I don't want to like set up my tripod and have everybody looking at me um and then there's a couple places around, like, I'm trying to remember what the street's called. I'm so bad for an Aberdeen. I, because I've lived, like, because I'm from here, I don't know any of the street names. There's nowhere. Oh, I is. relate. Um, <laughs> there's like a, oh, what is it called? I think it's called like Union Plaza. It's like these, like, okay. kind of new ish offices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like they're normally quite quiet at the moment because like nobody's in the offices and it's oh just, of course like, perfect kind of like plain <laughs> black and white buildings and things so it's quite a good background for stuff so yeah nice. those places. 
it is funny though when you live somewhere you never know yeah the only street name I know from like my childhood is like my mine yeah (laughs) and I lived in a village like there wasn't that many streets Mm -hmm. but unless like my friend lived on it like because when you were really young you needed to know because I needed to know like their house numbers at that point but like I live in in a new place now and I couldn't tell you the name of any street but my own (laughs) I was like definitely the same like you just don't I think it's like a generation thing like I think it's like um my parents are big on like street names and stuff for me it's about like things like where things are yeah remember like that like specific building or like yes or that like that bar or that shop or something you can see but I am bad at doing that with like people's houses but then when I'm like explaining it to someone else I'm like oh you don't know that person so like like, you don't know where their house is yeah yeah like, I could get myself there but I couldn't tell you where it is <laughs> yeah I'm like oh take a yeah. left past like Ailey's house and then a right past mm-hmm. Jonah's house and I'm like oh wait yeah. never mind <laughs> that doesn't yeah. make sense to you but it is interesting <laughs> no but that's that's amazing so how did your partnership with Majuri begin and okay. what advice would you give to people listening who are interested in creating partnerships with brands like Majuri cool um, so basically I was given a necklace and a bracelet from my auntie and uncle actually last year mm-hmm. graduating that was from Majuri um, and like when I got it I was like I just posted a photo and had tagged because mm-hmm. I quite what I normally do when I'm like wearing a brand is I'll tag the brand yeah. in the photo um, and it just happened by chance that they must have liked the photo and must have seen it somehow from me tagging it and um they sent me an email asking they could send me something and then all I had to do was just post an Instagram photo of it and so that was that was about a year ago now and then that kind of kept going over a couple months and then they've just recently asked me to be part of the fine crew which is Mm -hmm. where I can now get commission I have like a little link so if people Mm -hmm buy from me there's like a then I get like a 10 percent um, okay like and then the people buying from the link also get 10 percent off their first purchase as well um so yeah it just kind of came about very randomly really um from me tagging them like when the email came through I was like is this real <laughs> is this a joke <laughs> yeah I was like I was like um should I actually click on the link in the email or is it gonna oh, be oh yeah <laughs> Your virus yeah but um no it was just it was just really cool like um like I don't really have like I don't have that many followers on Instagram so I was kind of mm-hmm. surprised I think they they've recently started doing like micro influencers mm-hmm. over like they still have their like bigger people but they've yeah. kind of started the micro influencer program um so I would say like for people who are interested in doing stuff like that like um they actually have I think they have a thing on your web on their website where you can actually sign up for it like you can submit a little application oh, cool and um, I know that other brands like Monica Vinader have that as well mm-hmm. so it doesn't like you don't have to have products from them already like you can just kind of mm-hmm. I think you just kind of need to be like there's a lot of hashtags that people kind of use like things like hashtag discover under 5k and stuff like that and um, where like these brands are going to find small um, mm-hmm. accounts because like the micro influencer thing it's definitely beneficial for brands because I feel like people um like people less and less are following like these huge big accounts and they're more like people with less following who they kind of have more trust in because it's more kind of relatable 
and relatable and you kind of feel like you know the people more because it's not like just this big account where you don't get much mm-hmm. interaction with the actual person but no it's it was it's really cool like I just when when it came through I was like oh my god like <laughs> and like no, that's so cool. that, like I followed for a long time as well mm-hmm. because um like I've seen them all over YouTube like on people like like Lizzie Hadfield I don't know if you mm-hmm. know her um and like Tarmar and people like that mm-hmm. like I've always seen them doing like their Majuri stuff so I'm like when I got the email I was like oh my god like this is a cool brand that like people that I follow are getting sent stuff by as well so no it was cool amazing yeah I think micro influencing has definitely taken off a lot recently because yeah. the brand partnership thing it feel it feels too much like an advert from bigger bigger people now especially because often which I get it they're trying to pay their bills but often the brands that they advertise are in competition with each other and it's like at one point they're supporting this jewelry brand and then all of a sudden they're supporting another one and they're both the best jewelry brands ever and it just feels a bit sometimes it feels a bit like inauthentic because it's like well why would you whereas if you're a micro influencer and that's not necessarily your full-time job yeah there's less pressure on getting that deal because you mm-hmm. that doesn't pay your bills yeah that's exactly. not for responsible me, for your like, yeah like for me it's just like it's a nice brand like I really mm-hmm. appreciate that they're sending me stuff like that's amazing and mm-hmm. I want to share it because like I really like the brand like it's not like I'm not being paid like yeah you know, exactly like, down the line I could get to the point if my Instagram was to grow where I could be getting paid but for me it's like started from that like I like the brand I had stuff from them mm-hmm. kind of grown from there exactly I think like the bigger accounts you never know like you you would hope like I hope that most of the people that I follow like it is legitimate mm-hmm. that they like all the brands but you just you just never know yeah and I think also if they're having a hard quarter it's kind of yeah. like do you have an option like yeah (laughs) you need need to pay your rent that month and yeah maybe you had like 10 brand deals before and maybe you weren't smart with your budgeting and you don't have the money for rent so because it is such a different world than like a monthly salary I can imagine I kind of feel the same with acting like so many actors take jobs that they for films that they don't like and we'll admit (laughs) to that when they're a lot bigger Mm -hmm. but they do it at the time because they need to eat and I, yeah, it's, exactly. it is like it's understandable yeah because you think well I get that you have to pay your uh-huh. bills but that for me was a big reason why because for a while I wanted to act professionally yeah. uh-huh. and that was a reason for me why I was like I don't think this is what I want to do full time yeah. because I don't want to do things I don't like don't like not that I love every yeah. aspect of my job but I don't yeah. regret it I'm not yeah. like oh god I had that terrible film I like that doesn't exist in the field that I'm in and there's a stability and I think it is that thing where people talk so much about having the dream job and the dream life and it's just like it's not practical because there's so much of a nightmare before you get to the dream Uh and if and sometimes you just I just stability just sounds so much nicer than it did when I was a kid and I'm like I it's nice to be able to eat every Mm -hmm. day and be able to pay my bills every month Mm -hmm. and I just like I as much as like maybe people would say well you don't have the passion for that that someone else does I think for me it was just about like I don't want to be as broke as I was in uni again oh yeah no like, I completely understand I've just that. been like, there just, and done that yeah like it would it's like it would be nice to have the dream and hope, yeah you hope that you eventually might get there but like it's just good to have like just a steady pra- job yeah practicality and, like, does matter yeah. like money doesn't buy happiness but it does buy stability 
Yeah. I'm sorry, (laughs) but it does. That's the reality. And I think that's something that we don't teach enough of. Uh And that's why there is such a push for like the dream job. And no job is ever going to be perfect because it's a job. And that's how you have to view it. Like at the end of the day, it's a job. It's not your Mm -hmm. life. And that's, I suppose, is where the problem comes with the social media world. When does their job end and their life start? Uh Because I can't imagine... Because that's hard enough working from home. So I, yeah. don't know how you like, do that I, I don't understand how people like switch off from work and things like mm-hmm. that. Because like for me, like I'll get home from work and I'll scroll on my phone and scroll through Instagram, scroll through TikTok. But for them, like their work is doing that. Yes, so, exactly. Like, how, do you, how do you like differentiate from that? Mm-hmm. Like it just, it seems crazy. Definitely. So who, or not who, where are your favorite places to shop at the moment? And what is, now that we're entering autumn, what is your go-to autumnal outfit? Like what's your, what's your kind of top pieces for autumn? Um, my favorite places to shop at the moment. I quite like H&M at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, They've got a lot of nice stuff. And where else? I was actually, when I was in Edinburgh at the beginning of the week, I went Mm -hmm. to Stradivarius um, oh, nice. and Bershka in the St. James Centre and they have mm-hmm. a lot of nice stuff and um, also really like and other stories it mm. is a little bit expensive for mm. me <laughs> but, I, but I really like their stuff right now um, and also like calls and places like that as well like they just have nice kind of like nice cut jumpers mm-hmm. and like trousers and things like that um, and I would say my go-to autumn fit, I would say probably like either jeans or mm-hmm. like a straight leg jean or like a straight leg trouser with like a big oversized knitted jumper. Um, and I recently got Doc Martin loafers. So nice. definitely them. I literally <laughs> since I've got them, I like, haven't taken them off. They did make me <laughs> a couple weeks, but they are worth it. They are literally the best shoes. Um, and then like I like a trench coat for autumn mm. good like not too hot not too cold kind of jacket so yeah yes like, jumper and a trench coat and jeans amazing and that sounds like, like a, little a, bit, a little bit preppy but I like that kind of style, okay so. <laughs> nothing wrong with a little bit of prep never hurt yeah. anyone <laughs> perfect so what are some of your thriving moments from your 20s so far Ooh. um I would say finishing uni definitely mm-hmm. finishing both my degrees but definitely finishing my master's because like doing the dissertation over summer was just mm. <laughs> I feel like I feel like summer didn't happen I feel like the last couple of months I just sat in here at my desk like working away so mm-hmm. it's just so good to finally be finished like it's kind of I like if I think if third year me had seen had been able to see that I was going to like do this master's and get it done she would have been like no that's a different person (laughs) so like I'm just really proud of myself for actually finishing it and getting it done um and then what else would I say is another thriving moment um I think definitely my placement at the brand Keston Mm -hmm. was a really good job and it kind of made me realize like what I want to do um and I also actually did an internship for a jewellery company based in Aberdeen at the beginning of the year and um, and it was kind of it was just for a month and I did mm-hmm. like I like created a whole like digital marketing strategy for them and um, oh. I worked with another girl on my course as well and we kind of like did an overhaul of all the 
like digital stuff for them mm-hmm. and it was just like it was kind of a moment where I was like oh like I know what I'm doing like yeah. I, <laughs> we kind of did all this stuff for the brand and the woman who who was like who owned the brand like didn't really have much experience in like with the digital marketing or marketing aspect of it so it was just like a really nice moment where it was kind of like I was able to help somebody with my knowledge mm-hmm. and it kind of made me realize that like I kind of like the stuff I've been learning at uni has actually like stuck in so it was just a nice moment because it made me realize like I'm I I know I know my stuff (laughs) (laughs) like I've managed to help this woman and like help her brand and like we've like um got her like quite a bit of growth on social media and stuff since then amazing perfect definitely thriving moments yeah if you had to sum up your 20s so far in three words what would they be oh um I would say oh that's kind of difficult um I would say tiring <laughs> mm, it's like that's a common one <laughs> but also fun and exciting nice good combo um so a little bit of rapid fire what is your go-to drink at the moment oh um I would say oh we've been having at work they've got new it's like porter's orchard gin oh um and that with tonic very good <laughs> um, it's, kind of like, it's kind of like apple flavor okay like also kind of like a bit more autumn kind of it's very nice, very nice um your favorite book right now um oh I'm reading one called I think it's this lovely city it's about um the Windrush generation in London and it's like a kind okay. of story coming mm. over it's really really good and then your favorite podcast right now Emma Chamberlain is always <laughs> I love her podcast so much perfect sunrise or sunset Ooh, sunset gold or silver jewelry mm, silver um summer or autumn summer and then selfie or outfit pick um outfit pick nice so just finally where can our listeners find you um so on instagram i am at underscore underscore k-i-r-s-t-n and then mm-hmm. it's the same on tiktok as well um perfect. i think do i have anywhere else yeah just those two <laughs> <laughs> perfect and i'll link those in the show notes along with your majority Cool. I do actually have a website as well but it's not live at the moment but it's meant okay. to be it should be going live in like the next month or so and it's just the Perfect. same it doesn't have the underscore but it's just Kirsten without the e as well so amazing yeah. and then finally we like to ask every week what have you been engaging with recently so it can be a podcast a book an exercise class a breathing technique like anything at all that you've been <laughs> loving recently um oh loving I actually watched like all of you know sex education on Netflix yes I just finished it yesterday (laughs) yeah I watched all of that in like two days um nice and I just like it's such a good program I just think it's so it's so funny and it's so well written but it's also Mm -hmm. so educational as well so good that like you just think it'll be so good for people who are like age like 15 16 like just starting to learn about things like that like it's such a good way to kind of make conversations mm-hmm. about sex like less taboo and things like that so I think it's such a good show like I just Perfect. it's so good 
definitely I completely agree it's like my top tier of shows well thank you so much for coming on this week Kirsten and like I said for everyone at home everything will be linked in the show notes so you can check out Kirsten's Instagram her TikTok and you can also check out Majuri and get 10% off which is an amazing offer so I definitely jump on that and yeah so thank you so much for listening everyone and thank you so much for having me of course thank you bye That is the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. To keep up with all things fab, you can head to our Instagram at Fancy Leather, check out our website, fancyableather.com, and head to our Facebook group, Muddling Through Our 20s Fancy Leather Listeners. All of these will be linked in the show notes, as always, along with everything that Kirsten has spoken about today. And we hope to be joined by you next week as well for an episode with Naomi for a small talk episode. So have a good week, everyone, and you'll hear from me next week. Bye.